Hey, does the idea of getting your beautiful business in front of hundreds, if not thousands more of your ideal customers excite you? No need to answer that. Of course it does. Then join Dale Beaumont and me as we detail the seven steps to creating a highly profitable partnership. Pen and paper at the ready, team. Now, before we get carried away with episode 369 of the Small Business Big Marketing Show, the marketing gold that's about to rain down on us all is made possible thanks to Cornerstone and 52ways.biz. Now, 52ways.biz is a free one-day live event that's filling up fast, hosted by small business expert Dale Beaumont, who joins us on the show today. And it's for business owners who want to grow. Grab your free tickets over at 52ways.biz before it's too late. And we're also made possible thanks to the very good folk at Cornerstone, which is an Aussie-owned, family-run outsourcing business based in the Philippines. In fact, I love what they're doing for small business owners so much. I own part of the company. If you need help getting stuff done without spending a fortune, call Cornerstone on 02-9037-8275. Well, I said, welcome to a small business marketing show, where successful small business owners share their souls to take your marketing straight to the lead. Now, here's your host, Mr. Timbo and welcome back to the Small Business Big Marketing Show. I'm your host, Timbo Reed, but you, infinitely more importantly, are a motivated business owner and you are ready to crank out some great marketing to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it deserves to be. If not today, then when? Great time to start. If you're a long-time listener of this show, then you probably started a long time ago. Well done to you. And if it's your first time around, a big, warm welcome. Big show today. Dale Beaumont joins us, and he's going to share seven steps to creating highly profitable partnerships. This is a masterclass. This is not a podcast episode. It's a masterclass. He also shares another productivity tool to make your life a whole lot easier. I share another low-cost marketing idea that's all about ensuring you have ridiculously consistent branding. And we go back into the vault revisiting a past yet very inspiring episode. As per usual, team, there is G-O-L-D dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. Hey, uh, I am doing this FYI from my hotel room in Cairns. I'm about to speak to 700 tradies tomorrow at the uh, at the Cairns Exhibition Centre. Uh, it's a it's called LaserCon. It's a conference put on by uh, the Laser Group. You might remember I did an episode uh, a few months ago, almost 12 months ago, in which um, it was all about racing car sponsorship. Well, it the business that does racing car sponsorship as a marketing strategy is putting on this conference tomorrow, and I'm the opening keynote speaker. Pretty chuffed about that. Thank you, Steve, the owner of Laser Group. Hey, I also wanted to thank you, yeah, you, if you're one of the many listeners who've kindly left a listener review on the Apple iTunes store, you know, I can't respond to them. Uh, iTunes just doesn't allow it. It's a one-way street. But I read every single one of them. And at the time of doing this, there's 368 on the Apple iTunes store. I'm really stoked about that. Not only does it boost my ego, uh, and that's not hard, it boosts my rankings as well. So thank you. And if you haven't left one, would love you to. Now, let me see. What's this little button do? That's what it does. It's time for one simple yet effective marketing idea that you can implement immediately. One that's not going to cost you a fortune and that might just generate you more awareness, more inquiry, and ultimately more sales. Yeah, I call today's idea the brand consistency hack. Does your business present itself consistently across all its touch points? 
Is the logo you use on your business card the same as the one you use on your website? Is the copy that you use on your sales brochure the same as what appears in your sales letter? Are all your social media headers the same? (laughs) If at this point you're starting to cringe knowing that this isn't the case for your business, then don't stress, you're not alone. I am amazed at how many businesses I come across whose marketing touch points look as though they've been created by 10 different people and a couple of animals. (laughs) Harsh but fair. And often they have. With all good intention, they had a logo designed by a graphic designer, but then they had someone else create the stationery and another person create the Christmas card and someone else the signage and so on and so on. Get the picture? Well, If there's one thing we can learn from the top end of town, it's the brand consistency is critical. That's why the big boys employ brand managers. Look at Apple. Their website uses the same design and copy cues as their stores, as does their packaging, signage, instruction manuals and so on. Having a brand that presents itself consistently across all marketing touch points doesn't have to cost any more and it's bloody good for business. So... Here's my three steps to creating a ridiculously consistent brand. Step one, conduct an audit of every marketing touchpoint in your business. In fact, pull them all together and blue tack them up on a wall. If that means printing pages of your website and your brochures and all that, do it. Step two, cringe for just a moment as you realise how embarrassingly inconsistent they are. Step three, Bite the bullet and employ a graphic designer, a web designer and a copywriter to go through with a fine tooth comb and get everything back on the same page. And here's the pro tip. Don't underestimate the power of this exercise. As I mentioned earlier, all the big brands do this as it establishes a sense of familiarity amongst your precious prospects and customers. There you go. That's my three steps to creating a ridiculously consistent brand. Head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 369 where you'll find some additional resources to help you bring this idea to life, including where to find copywriters and designers to get you on your way in case you don't have them on your team. And if you'd like some help implementing any of the ideas any of the marketing ideas I share in this segment, and there's been 35 so far, which you'll find in my blog over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com, then go ahead and join the Small Business Big Marketing Club over at the same link, where I'll personally support you daily on your marketing journey. So, what have you got to lose? Coming up after today's interview, we revisit a more recent episode from the Small Business Big Marketing Show's archive that made me incredibly envious. But right now, let's meet today's successful business owner, Dale Beaumont of Business Blueprint. Now, you might like to grab a pen and paper. I've got to tell you, as you are about to be given the seven steps to creating highly profitable partnerships, this is a masterclass, as I said at the top of of the show, (laughs) it's not a podcast episode. Now, Dale has been helping businesses grow for over a decade with his Blueprint membership program. He's also the brains behind the 52 Ways live events. I attended the Melbourne one yesterday and boy, oh boy, it was incredible. If you've got the opportunity to go to one in one of the other states or in New Zealand, seriously, it's a free day of just like my mind-blowingly good content. Now, what I love about Dale is his unwavering commitment to helping business owners create a business and a lifestyle they love. Plus, he practices what he preaches. Every business building idea he shares, he's tested in his own business, including this partnership one that we're about to go through. If you'd like to learn more about Dale uh, and the huge success that he's created in his own multi-million dollar business, you can go back to episode 176. He appeared on the show years ago. Uh, Because in this chat, we get very specific on one particular marketing strategy around partnerships. It's a strategy that both Dale and I have been using effectively for years, and seriously, you should too. So I started off by asking Dale, what's the best business partnership he's been a part of. 
Well, yeah, I've done lots of partnerships uh, over the years. You know, my clients are all small business owners, SMEs, so you've got to ask yourself the question, who already has those clients? Uh, so over the years, we've done a lot of partnerships with an account with accountants um, because they have a lot of small business clients. We've also done uh, partnerships as well with a um, accounting software company as well and also a company that specialises in business insurance as well that all have uh, tens of thousands of, uh, of customers on their books and uh, we've been able to to come up with some partnerships uh, that have been very fruitful for, for both sides. So, so why those ones? Notice you weren't too specific there by mentioning names, by the mm-hmm. way. <laughs> Is there a reason for that? Oh, I can mention some of the, some of the names, yeah. um, but uh, one of them is BizCover, which is the biggest sort of insurance company as well. Yeah, right. You know, we're in talks with a, a couple of uh, different accounting software companies right now. Uh, we've done some work with, uh, with Reckon as well and, uh, and a number of other different... Uh, okay. And also... My- so what was it about those partnerships that made them so fantastic? Yeah, I think when it comes to to partnerships, uh, the great thing about it is that um, they're lending their effectively like they're endorsing you to their to their clients. Mm-hmm. So it comes with that that trust that they have already built up over years and years and years, then gets transported to you. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, the other benefit of it is, unlike other forms of marketing, which are becoming more and more expensive, uh, other than time, um, then it's free. You just need to make sure that you are, are able to you know. Some, some of the smaller ones you can do in a matter of weeks. Mm-hmm. Some of the bigger ones might, might take three months to, to sort of six months, yeah, well, especially if you're dealing with corporates as well. And you might and you need to lock yourself in for at least, you know, six or seven sort of meetings and cups of coffee, <laughs> which, which can be, become quite frustrating after a while. But well, they can be very, very rewarding. Certainly for me, a, a, a partnership that this show has really benefited from has been Virgin Airlines. Mm-hmm. So I've seen that, you know, like, and that probably took, I'm going to say six months yep. where, you know, it was a bit of back and forth. No really long meetings. I mean, they heard my show. They thought they didn't have a business show. That This show now goes out on Virgin domestically and internationally, and I can see a direct line from audience growth, in audience growth. It's yes. been amazing, right? And that was a perfect partnership. Not everyone who flies Virgin is a business owner, mm. but clearly there's enough to see an increase. So they work. So uh, define partnership for me. So the partnership is really where two companies come together for for mutual gain. They realise the fact that they both um, share the same clients, but they're in very different businesses. And if we use an example that many people know, we can take, for example, McDonald's and Disney. You know, they sort of worked out 20 or 30 years ago that McDonald's was never going to get into the movie business and uh, Disney was never going to get into the fast food business, but they both share this common common market of, of families and kids. So, uh, you know, you know the story how it works, that you uh, go in to uh, buy your kids a Happy Meal and then there's a big, uh, you know, character on the, uh, on the outside. It could be the Incredibles or something like that. Then kids fall in love with this character. It oftentimes comes with a little toy. Mm-hmm. And then so they're playing with it for the next uh, few days or weeks and then the ads start coming on for the movies. They thought, oh, that's that little character. Let's go to the movies. And then while they're at the movies, normally there's, you know, within two, three minutes of most cinemas, there's a McDonald's as well. So then they go get the next character and the circle kind of uh, continues. So. So, um, you know, the uh, fast food drives movies and then the movies drives uh, fast mm-hmm. food as well. Uh, another one that uh, many people know would be uh, Nike and also Apple as well. Yes, um, yeah. uh, Where they've kind of uh, formed a, a partnership uh, together to grow each other's businesses. And then, of course, closer to home in Australia, you've got uh, obviously the big supermarkets now that are doing, uh, that, that have now taken over a lot of the petrol stations and they're giving the dockets that then you go into the supermarket, you get and get the next docket to go back and get fuel. Yep. And so they're creating that sort yep. of law. Uh, Loyalty and uh, and um, but there's partnerships really all around us and and uh, you'll probably start seeing them more and more now that we've you've got been to listening. ask. Do you yeah. use the fuel docket? Does Dale Beaumont <laughs> use the fuel? Come on, to be it's honest, on, on show. To be honest, I don't. I really don't. I'm happy to suck it up and pay whatever it is. They always go to use flybys. Use yeah, my yeah, wife yeah. uses all that stuff. Right. And uh, when she goes does the shop, you know, and I kind of feel like, oh, if I'm going to get a, you know do it once every couple of months, yeah, no, right. no point. But I probably yeah, okay. I probably should. Well, I chase the Virgin Velocity points. I go to BP now instead yeah. of, you know, yeah. Right. Being a tight ass that I am. Yeah. Hey, poor old podcaster and stuff. <laughs> so, okay, get it. So what we want to do now is walk through seven steps to creating a partnership that what gets you more – I suppose you've got a, a part of the steps is de- define what outcome you're looking for, right? It could be more clients. It could be more sales. It could be more email addresses. I don't know. Is that a step? 
Yeah, so I think that we've quickly established the why you'd want to do this. It's like putting your business, you know, kind of into overdrive in terms of marketing. Okay. And the philosophy behind partnerships are, you know, um, you've got two choices. One, you can go either go out there and try to find a 1,000 new customers, and so you're walking out to people, do you want to buy, do you want to buy, do you want to buy? Um, it's hard work if you're having to have a 1,000 yeah. conversations. Instead, you might have five or 10 or maybe 20 conversations, and you identify a marketing partner, and that's someone who has a 1,000 customers, and they're happy to endorse you to their 1,000 customers. So it's a mindset shift from stop looking for customers and start looking for partners because each partner is just one person, but they can lead you to 100, 500, 1,000, 10,000 potential clients. And these aren't just any clients. These are clients that have been – that comes with an endorsement as well. So not only only are they they, more numerous, but also they're normally – that that – rapport and credibility gets transferred to you. So these yeah. are oftentimes, you know, warmer leads as opposed to just going out to people and they don't know who you are from, from a bar of soap. But, you know, if Virgin's saying this guy's good, then, okay, I'm going to pay attention. Yeah, right. Uh, we could even use the word amplification here, couldn't we? Absolutely. That's what this does. Yep. Right? So not only is it... To, Have you got any it, other geeky words just to get out before we lead into the seven steps of yeah, creating an effective Yeah, I really like kind of like leverage, you know, <laughs> leverage, being able yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To, to, to leverage your marketing yeah. efforts. Optimise. Optimise, yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> and also, it's it's also good for your brand as well because, um, you know, no one likes to do business with someone that's kind of untested, mm-hmm. you know, but if you on your website, and you should promote your partnerships, you know, yeah, if you right. go to one of our uh, websites, we'll talk about later on, I know people have heard of 52ways.biz, which is an event that we run. Mm-hmm. If you scroll down at the bottom, it's got our partners included yeah, yeah. and there's logos there. So even if nothing else, it just shows the fact that, okay, uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, you know, have some uh, guarantee that if I work with this company, they're not going to be a fly-by-nighter or they've got mm. some credibility. The fact that they're working with these other brands, you know, they, they must be good. I keep saying we're going to lead into these seven steps yeah, and we will, but, 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 but what comes to mind is this is not a commonly talked about marketing strategy. Yes, in my experience, your experience and other business owners that I've seen embrace partnerships, it's unbelievably effective. So my question is why are there a lot of business owners still sort of conundrum, I don't even know if that's a word, conundrum over Facebook ads or going to a network event when they could be actually spending two or three hours nutting out an ideal partnership. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about in this interview, but it all comes down to we've never been trained. We've always been trained to go find, you want more money, go find customers. Yeah. You know? And so mindset, the mindset. mindset is around going, okay, you'll get customers, but find marketing partners. Find the one person that's going to lead you to 1,000 people or 5,000 people or 10,000 people. Um, so it is a different mind, a mind um, set, set shift. Too. And it's also around, you know, this strategy is also called influencing the influencers. You know, if you can influence an influencer, yeah, yeah, then yeah. they're going to be able to promote you to lots of lots of people. Do you think, Dale, the reason many small business owners don't chase this strategy is because it feels like it's going to take quite some time, whereas if I just go and chase a customer now and they buy, then I've got a sale? Yeah, that's exactly right. It's the kind of short-term gain versus, you know, kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the analogy that we could use here is it's like carrying buckets of water instead of building a pipeline. You know, um, if you want to go get some nice. customers, yeah, you go get yeah, some. Yeah. But it's it's still manual. It's still you're always you're never any further ahead because you've got to go find the next customer, the next customer, the next customer. And the moment you kind of get busy and you stop finding customers, then you, you run out of, uh, you know, lead, fresh leads. Yep. But if you're building a pipeline, if you've got someone that, like I've got a partnership with an accountant and once a month we I do a webinar for his clients. So I've got 12 different topics. He just intros me, I promote. Um, and uh, so every single month we're getting a flow uh, hmm. coming in of leads um, because that's kind of like building a pipeline. We've got an agreement over 12 months. I'm going to add some value to his business and in return, uh, he's going to send qualified customers my way. Um, so that's uh, this is a mindset shift around. It does take a little bit more time, but when you think about one partnership could lead you to hundreds or thousands of customers, it actually in the long run, medium to long long run, will save you a lot of time, a lot, a lot of, time. of effort. Yeah, a lot of time. Okay, listeners, talking to Dale Beaumont, uh, past guest of this show, founder of Business Blueprint, and a wonderful live event series called Fifty Two Ways Biz, which I'm attending tomorrow. Very excited about yeah, this. Yeah, it's a great, just, just a one day event, and it's awesome. Just, I no doubt. 
52 I'm, strategies in, in one day. Yeah. And uh, anyone. 52 yeah, strategies in one day. Come on. It's, uh, it's fast paced. It's <laughs> right uh, action packed and people really love it. Okay. Well, I will be reporting on that next week. But yeah. let's get stuck into step one of creating an effective partnership. So step one is you've got to know who is your customer. Who do you want to kind of reach? Uh, oftentimes in marketing now that the term avatar has kind of become synonymous with helping you to get really, really clear on who are your ideal customers. Now, uh, I know you talk about it, we talk about it all the time, but still a lot of business owners have struggled to identify yeah, who their have. customers really are. You know, you ask them, who do you market to? And they say, well, everybody, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's a real kind of problem because it's very hard to identify, go to the step number two and three if you don't know who it is that you're actually looking for. So take some time to get really clear on what does your ideal customer look like. You can look at some of the demographics, you know, what gender, what age, you know, what location do they live in as well. Um, then you could look at things like their, their status. Are they single? Are they married? You know, do they have kids? Um, but then also some of their sort of more psychographics as well, yeah. like their fears and frustrations, their their dreams, their desires, their things that they, uh, you know, are frustrated by. Um, so all of those things as well kind of make up a, um, a description of who your ideal customers are. So if people are struggling with it, I just say, look, pull out a pen or jump on your computer, just start start writing a page, just keep, start writing and keep writing a whole page. And if you force yourself you know, to just go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, you really start to develop a, a profile of, uh, of who your ideal customers are. And there may be, may well be someone in your friendship group or your, your wider community that you go, oh, that person is, they are my ideal customer. She's yeah. everything I want yep. in a client. So yep. if that's the case, then work your way backwards. Go, okay, she's the ideal client. What is it about her? Yep that you love. Yep. You can pick yeah. a person or you might pick like, you know, 10 of your top 10 clients and look at the, what are the things that are, that are consistent, um, commonalities around those people as well. Um, you know, the other thing you can do as well, a lot of people don't know this, but it's just on, on location, but you can go to your credit card company and ask for the postcodes of the people that have actually spent the most amount of money with you. Oh, wow. And so you can actually start to see um, where your customers actually are and you might find that they might come from two or three suburbs. Just let me get clear there, your credit card company is going to give you something for free. Yes. You want to retract that? <laughs> this, um, I, I know we do have done this with American Express. Right. Um, and so it comes, I'm not too sure if MasterCard and Visa offer it as well. But, uh, yeah, we basically were able to get a printout of, of all the postcodes uh, where our clients actually come from. And we can see it broken down by kind of density as well, which was really useful. Demographic. It does, it, it's useful. Yeah, it's you, one of the Your factors. psychographic stuff is so yep. much more interesting, isn't it? Totally. In regards to your business and understanding your ideal customer, have you? What have you got? Have you got some photos of different types of people mm-hmm. or have you got a one-pager that describes... What have you got? Yeah, so we've got a, um, a customer avatar and, and uh, the main one we have is called, and we've even given them a name, and called Middle Mandy. And we also have Startup, Startup Sally, Middle right. Mandy, and High Flying Harry. Right. So we actually have three. Yep. So ours is kind of like a little bit of a bell curve where around 20% of our customers uh, would be startup entrepreneurs, people that are deciding, that's it, sick of working for someone else and I really want to break out and start my own business. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, as opposed to people in their sort of 20 and 30s, a lot of our startups that we work with are people in their 30s, 40s and 50s. Sometimes mm. we call them even late bloomers. They're people that have uh, been, just become unhappy working for someone else. Cubicle escapees, Dale. Yeah, that's Cubicle right. Cubicle escapees. <laughs> and Love really want to get out there and uh, and give it a crack. Yep. And so uh, that's Startup Sally and we've got a whole profile and description of uh, what she looks like. Uh, and there c- could be a male as well, but uh, we you know, given them uh, these, these mm-hmm. characters. And then we have Middle Mandy. And Middle Mandy is someone that has been in business for probably... Uh, in 10 to 15 years, um, doing somewhere between maybe 500000 and maybe a million dollars in revenue, four or five staff. But really, their biggest problem is they just have no life. They're working too many hours. They just uh, are really in the trenches sort of every day. And they've kind of been doing this now for a decade and going, you know, I'm, I'm really sick of putting yeah, in these hard hours. It's got to be something better than this. And so how do I uh, how do I get out of this sort of rat race? And okay. how do I get a business that can sort of finally start to give me some of the, the, the freedom and the time uh, that I really deserve? And then you've got high Flying Harry and High Flying Harry is someone that uh, has probably been in business for maybe 20, 20 years, um, been really successful. But the problem is there'd be businesses being built um, for another generation, and they've got oftentimes very old sort of systems right. and very kind of poor sort of marketing. So, so they want to upskill, they want to upgrade and build a business for the future. So knowing these profiles, I'm guessing leads into step two of building an effective partnership, which is now that you know who you want to appeal to, do you then ask yourself? 
who else has the eyes and ears of these avatars? Exactly. So number two is then who has these customers? Great. So um, now there's a few interesting techniques that you can use in order to to come up with uh, this as well. So the first one, first big question is who already has your customer? Now you know who you're looking for, who already has them. Um, so you might already think of some brands um, that come to mind of things that they buy or places that they shop or things that they also need and spend money on. Um, another question you can ask, which is quite interesting, is who has your customer before? you Mm. and who has your customer after you. So if you think about it, uh, if you're in the kind of the middle, there's a bit of a lead up before someone will come and see you. For example, if you're a weight loss coach, maybe they go to their doctor first and their doctor sort of says, look, blood pressure is a bit high, carrying a few too many kilos. I think you really need to see someone. There's someone that's local that's a weight loss coach and and I want to put you guys in touch. So that's maybe a doctor, for example. It could be uh, a a naturopath or it could be um, someone that, that has your customer before you. So who, who, what is the lead up to someone going, you know what, I need to work with this mm-hmm. person. And then also the other thing is, which is quite interesting, is who has your customer after you? Because when you work with someone, you solve a, you solve a problem, but in solving that problem, you actually create another problem. Yeah. And they then need to go elsewhere to actually find those kind of like answers. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you know, in, in our kind of uh, business, you know, we've helped a lot of people you know, become successful and make more money. And oftentimes they then sort of have a problem with regards to sort of tax or they might, uh, you know, be looking to invest. Now, we don't do any investments mm-hmm. in our company, but we then um, send our clients to other people that they can go to get advice around structures yeah, or tax it. or those type of things. Now, we're helping them, so they should be helping us. Mm-hmm. So uh, we now have partnerships with those people to reciprocate because we're sending them clients anyway. Um, like another one is uh, a lot of people come work with us and they then realize the fact that they need a new website. You know, or they need uh, to get onto Google Apps or they, they need to um, move to a cloud-based accounting software. So who has your customer before you? Who has your customer after you? Now, one more little technique and then we can move on to the next point that's also useful is um, going, what magazines do your, uh, does your avatar, does your ideal customer read? What kind of magazines? Then go and buy these it's magazines. A bit old school, but we'll keep going. Yeah, yeah. But now you're not going to look at the articles. You're going to look at who's advertising in ah. those, who's advertising. So who's trying to yeah. reach those people? So all of those people that are advertising in business magazines, in my case, you know, they're all potential partners because they're, they're the ones that are paying good money oh, I like that, to Dale. advertise to people. So if you're... We yeah, could probably extend that into websites and... Exactly. Uh, you know, who's, uh, who's got mediums. banners, who's got banner ads on those websites. Yeah. But the magazines are still, uh, you know, a, a, if there is a magazine in your particular industry, who's advertising hmm. um, or who's running Facebook ads in your industry? to try and get to your customers. When was the last time you bought a magazine? Uh, actually, about three days ago. So really? One of my friends, Lisa Messenger. Uh, Lisa Messenger oh, yeah. has a magazine called The Collective. And, you know, so um, she oftentimes, you know, sends me copies or when I catch up, she gives me a bunch. But I tr- try to collect every Fantastic. every issue. She got Jamie Oliver on the front cover of her latest Oh, she didn't meet him, did she? She did. She oh, met Jamie they... Oliver. They had a photo shoot together. Not happening. Um, Not happening. Yeah. yeah. There's a bit of bromance between Jamie and I. <laughs> he doesn't know that. Right. But, uh, yeah, well, I mean, what a marketer, hey? Oh, he's amazing. Amazing. Another yeah. conversation altogether. But, um, wow, that's cool. I mean, I facetiously said, when was the last time you bought a magazine? But that said, cycles, right? You know, everyone's online. Magazines kind of get heard, get read. Yeah. You could argue. You you can. And... and, um and you've done it. You've done a little. Sorry, you've done a little segment on my show around maglogs. Maglogs, absolutely. Something physical. Uh, Magalog is like a cross between a magazine and a catalog, and uh, they're really, really powerful. Uh, it's basically like a, putting a salesperson, you know, in in print. Mm. And uh, magalogs can be really effective. I love that. When everyone else is yelling, whisper. Yeah. Uh, I digressed. So we have so far uh, identified who our ideal customers are. We have gone and identified who has the eyes and ears of those customers. We've gone board some magazines yep. to see who's advertising in those magazines and the industries in which we are interested. Exactly. And now we've got a long list. Yes. So we start our list. And normally what we do with our list, you break it up into businesses and in industries. So if you see, if you think of a business and it could be, for example, snap printing, um, then you go, great. Now what industry are they in? Well, they're in printing. What are the other types of 
printing businesses. So you could put down Vistaprint and you could put down, you know, Officeworks and a whole bunch of different ones. So once you identify a business, then sort of chunk up, find out what industry that they're in and come up with at least four or five other alternatives mm. from that same industry. Because when you're, you know, doing partnerships, if you can sort of be ne- negotiating, create some competitive tension, say, look, I'm in talks with this company and this company right now, we're looking for, for the ideal insurance, uh, you know, provider. Mm. Uh, I'm currently talking with Suncorp and I'm also talking with, uh, you know, RACV and I'm talking yep. with this company as well. You know, we need to move this Play forward. them off. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's always good to have at least, you know, four or five, uh, you know, in each, um, in each kind of area. Okay. So step three is to make contact with them or Not, step three? So step three. Is simply to in, go and expand on In my in, model, in before industry. we get there. Uh, so, so so step one was around um, know who your ideal customers yeah. are. Step one, who already has them and develop your list. So that's all part of step yeah. number two. Step number three then is before you start to – let me tell you a quick story Love first. A story. Okay. So um, um, – I was at this personal development seminar once and uh, this lady was sort of talking about, you know, finding your ideal customer. I'm no, sorry, finding your ideal partner, right? right? So it's like a relationship sort of workshop, you know, and uh, if you watch the movie... Pre-marriage the, days, the Secret, Dale, Yeah, pre-marriage okay. days a number of years ago. Yeah. Uh, um, if you watch the movie The Secret, it'll basically say, get really clear, you know, the power of your thoughts, you know, know what you want, blah, 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 write it down on paper and look at it, visualise it every single day. And she's like, that's bullshit. She said that uh, before writing this list of I want someone that's tall, dark and handsome, blah, 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 and this, um, this list of who your ideal partner is, instead write a list of what qualities, what attributes do I have that's going to attract a partner like that. So before you think what you want, think what have you, what have you got to give? Because, yeah, maybe you might want someone that's tall, uh. dark and handsome, but maybe they don't want you, you know? So that's where you have to think. Before you think about when you go into partnerships, like I want you to email what, you know, what, to what, my what, database, I want, what, 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 what have what I got, have to, I got give? to give? Nice. So you've got to think about, this is where you do a bit of an audit, a bit of a sort of a stock take, and you start to think about what do I have to trade? Because that's really what a partnership is about. I've got some assets and you've got some assets and we need to come up with a way that we can trade some of my assets for some of your assets and we both win out of it. So that's where you've got to think about what do I have to offer? So it's kind of quite interesting and we can come up with um, some ideas here. Um, And I would have thought too, just speaking of doing that audit around assets, mm. I would say to anyone listening who's thinking, I'm quite liking what Dale's putting down, uh, that there'll be assets in your business that you might not attach value to, but others would. Yeah. And, and the first one that we can jump right in there, and I know you're a big believer in this, is knowledge. Oh, you know, yeah. you're also, every person, as you say, is sitting in a mountain of knowledge, mountain of knowledge. that's in their head. Yep. And so one of the things, uh, for example, is the, the, the knowledge that you have. So it could be articles that you've written. It could be things like um, maybe videos that you have produced or the fact that you can um, stand up and you can speak or you can do like a webinar, for example. Because one of the, the um, types of businesses that I do partnerships with is like accountants. Now, accountants are great accountants but oftentimes get them in front of a room full of people and have them actually speak you know they hello to all you accountants out yeah, there they oftentimes really struggle yeah so i basically um have approached a number of accountants before and said how about we put on an event for your clients we'll call it like a client appreciation event we'll invite your clients along and they'll get two hours of awesome uh content and uh so what we will do is all you got to do is give a 30 second intro and then right. I'll come up and I'll do the speech and at the end you just thank everybody and then we'll go have drinks. Happy so um, that's all they you know, need to do. So what we've been able to do is use the, an asset that I have, which is my ability to speak or my knowledge, and what they have, what they're bringing to the table list. is their list and their customers. So that is where we've formed a, a great exchange. Um, so one thing that you could do as well is that you could um, – You've got your database of your customers that you have as well. You could have point of sale materials that you might have, or you might have the ability to give people a show bag when they purchase something as well, or it could be an over-the-counter, you know, coupon uh, that they might give. Um, you might uh, be able to um, create a stand uh, in your shop you know, to promote someone or mm-hmm. it could be kind of like a, a wall where if you go into doctor surgery, there's brochures, you know, there as well. You could look at doing something along those lines. So some people that have physical businesses have in-store real estate where they could actually have a corner of their office or they could have a wall dedicated to exposing mm-hmm. uh, their customers to potential um, uh, complementary brands as well. Mm-hmm. So um, if you really start thinking about it, you realise that you want to come up with at least five things that you've got to offer because um, different um, things will motivate different people. Um, Another thing as well, you might even... 
uh, be able to offer a financial incentive. You know, if, if someone said mm-hmm. to you, okay, we, we, how much would you be prepared to give away? It, would it be 5%, 10%? Some businesses could be even more depending on your margins. Mm-hmm. So that's another asset you have. You can actually give people a commission. I can see where this is going because uh, in, in classic sponsorship parlance, which mm-hmm. is this is sort of similar. You're partnering up with someone. It's like, what have, what have I got and what do I want? Yes. Right? They're the two questions. You yeah, answer yeah. those two questions and you're off to the races. Exactly. So right now you've got us detailing uh, an audit list of what, what we've got to offer a potential partner. And, and, it, and I'm guessing you would keep referencing back to that list. So the insurance companies that you listed, you might have different things for them than you would for the printers yep. that you're listing, mm-hmm. right? So yep. it's not going to be one list fits all. Could be. It's not complicated because we want people to embrace this strategy, but you could kind of get quite micro in the way you decide what have you got to Absolutely. offer, right? And I know that we went, um, you know, into the digital. We talked about magazines before, but we talk, then talked about Facebook ads. You know, even the fact that your Facebook, if you have Facebook Pixel installed, even your remarketing audience is something yeah. you can now trade yeah, as yeah. well. So I could say, um, you know, Tim, I'm happy to do a, a Facebook ad to anyone that's visited my website in the last six months. Um, and that could be, you know, what I'm going to... You might pay for the actual ad spend, mm-hmm. but what I'm going to do is give you qualified uh, people that have been pixeled. So now that even becomes a commodity that you can trade um, as well. Brilliant. So come up with at least five things. If you can't come up with five, you're just not trying hard enough. Go mm. deeper, go deeper, look around you, see what assets that you have, maybe even talk to a few friends because sometimes you don't even realise the fact that you've got all this knowledge in your head yeah, or you've got yeah. so much experience or you've got videos lying around or you've written and published a book before that's yeah. just sitting in your garage. You know, everyone has assets. Think about I'm what f- they are. Talk to other business colleagues. I'm feeling like this could be a really good brainstorming session for two or three different business owners to sit down, go through this episode and actually literally stop. Okay, what do you got to offer? What do you got to offer and help each other articulate? Because sometimes, as you say, we don't see what's right in front of us, but yeah. others do. Step four. So step four is then you're going to decide, you need to be clear, what do you want? Do this is want? your time to actually say, what do you want? Yeah. And what you need to My do... My daughter's very good at this. Can we just get her on the phone? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Kids are very, very good very at knowing good. what they want. But the reason why it comes after is because a lot of times we just focus on what we want, not on what we have to give. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes really sort of self-serving and people kind of realise the fact that you're going in and you're just looking, what can I get, not what can I give? Mm-hmm. Um, but once we're ready for that, you do have to be clear. What do I want um, and what are the best actions that are going to lead to growth in my business? Mm-hmm. So if uh, the question I'd ask is if I was to wave a magic wand, Tim, and give you do any action for you that was going to help and improve your business, what would that one yeah, thing be? Yeah, right. You know? Yep. Well, in an ideal world, I'd love you to send an email to your, uh, to your to your database with with this particular link. Great. That's awesome. But what about if for some reason I don't have a database or I've already got my schedule booked for the next... What, what What's the next best thing that I could do for you? Mm-hmm. And say, well, the next best thing is that you could give a book to every single person that comes along to one of your events or whatever. So what we need to do is come up with at least five things as well mm-hmm. that, that would benefit me. Uh, maybe it's we could do a video together and we send it out to our, to our database or maybe uh, we could... You could give out a flyer to every single person that comes along to one of your events um, and this is you know from my friend Dale Beaumont here's a gift or something along those lines so come up with at least five things that are going to add value to you mm-hmm. um, it could even just be sharing like content like if they maybe aren't prepared to send out a, a, uh, an email linking people directly to my website well maybe I'll do a guest blog post on your website mm-hmm. and then as long as I give great content maybe at the end then I could say hey if you want to find out more then click on this link and come to the, come to the website so come up with at least five things that you prepared to give and at least five things that is going to add value back to you. Does it need to be equal? Does it need to be five for five, four for four, or could be I've got one really big need yeah, I've got five gives. I, I probably think you should probably at least have five five gives, mm-hmm. and you, you could limit the number of needs or wants. Yep. You know, maybe down down to three. But the thing is, you can't just have one because maybe for the, they they say no, it's not going to work, or we don't do this because what else have you got? And yeah, you got okay. to think on your feet and go. Well, this would be ideal, but if we can't do that, we could do this, and if we can't do that, we could do this. Which one would kind of which one's the easiest? And they can go. Yep. Oh, look, I can get sign off for that tomorrow, but this one's going to have to you know take three months, and they're going to have to do this, and it's too hard and too difficult and we just want to move forward. So that's number four. 
Love it. So uh, just in case listeners have tuned in, but you don't really do that on a podcast because you start from the start and work your way through. But <laughs> what Dale Beaumont and I are doing is working our way through seven steps to creating highly profitable, highly effective partnerships. We've identified who we want to sell. We want to partner. Uh, we've identified who we want to sell to, our, our ideal clients. We've identified uh, ideal partners. We've figured out what we've got to give. We've figured out what we'd like back. And now we're up to step five. Okay, so the next one, number five, is then make contact. And what you need to develop is a oh, contact this is, so strategy. I'm, I'm starting to sweat now <laughs> because this involves getting past Dobermans and having your pitch right and so many things. Yeah. Not that I want to put anyone off, but like true, right? You this know, is we, where a lot of people then get, oh, and they, yeah, they yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I want to do now is give people maybe four or five different uh, ideas about oh, how they can make yeah. contact because um, you might go, oh, I don't want to pick up the phone, but I can do this or I can do that. So let yeah. me give people a few options and right. come up with a strategy that kind of works for you. So uh, one of them is to, to pick up the phone and actually have have a chat. Um, so what we could probably do is even give some um, examples of what you could say uh, on, the, on the phone that mm-hmm. might kind of help. Um, so oftentimes if I was talking to an accountant, for, for example, I might go, hey, uh, is this, you know, Tim, yep, great. Uh, over the years, a lot of clients have asked me, do I know a good uh, accountant? And over the years, I've just been telling them to go to Google. Uh, however, I'd rather actually send them to someone that I have an existing relationship with. Can I ask you, yeah, are you right. looking for more customers right now? Yeah. So that's the magic question. Do you want more customers right yeah, now? Yeah, right. And the person's, anyone is going to say, well, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're going to say, okay, well, great. Well, before we can, I can refer business to you. How about we have a coffee and get to know each other and then see how we can, um, you know, how we can help each other both ways. Mm-hmm. So the key thing there is just to keep it short, really on the phone, and say a lot of over the years, a lot of people have asked me, "Do I know a good ex?" You know, so you could, um, you know, be a dry cleaning business or whatever. And you, over the years, a number of people have asked me, you know, "Do I know a good tailor?" You know, yeah, sure. Um, you know, because you've dry dry cleaned something, and maybe there's a rip in something. So, and at the moment, I've just been saying, "Sorry, sorry, just go to Google," or, or uh, I can't help you. Mm-hmm. But I'd really love to actually send them to a tailor that I have a relationship with. So, can we? Would you like some more customers? The person's going to go, "Yes." Well, how about we get to know each other a bit better and find out how we can help each other grow? What do you say to those listeners who are going? Sounds good. Sounds a bit slimy though. A bit yep. sleazy. Yeah, yeah. Or is that just me? Yeah, like um, if you really think about what your intention here, yeah, you're okay. really you're you're generally going. I want to um, I, I, like I've got customers and you've got customers and we're both in non-competing businesses. And if you want to just do straight talking, you can just say right up front. You know, you we share the same customers. We're not competing. I'm not going to become a tailor. You're probably not going to become a dry cleaner overnight. So how about we catch up? And I can see how we could actually make this uh, a win-win partnership Love for it. both of us. Love so it. Straight if, talk. Straight talk. Uh, anyone that... Uh, you no know, big words. Yep, no big words. And the question then is, are you looking for more customers? Yeah. You know, and if, great, well, I've got, you know, customers that I'd love to send them, uh, someone that I know, as opposed to just sending them to Google. Okay. So we've picked up the phone. So We're asking if we want more customers. What's another way of getting so through to the... So we can do uh, the same thing, but on email. But on email... Can I just pause, Dale? Who are we trying to get to here? So oftentimes it depends on the business. Uh, if it's a small business to another small business, owner. then you're just talking straight to the owner. Right. If it's a major company, then oftentimes it's the CMO um, who yep. looks after you know marketing in these bigger kind of companies. Gotcha. Yeah. It depends. If, if it's really just around digital, it could be like a digital marketing officer or otherwise you could go straight to the top mm-hmm. CMOs normally where you'd talk to. So the other one is uh, email. And again, same thing on email. What you should not do is do a big long email saying, I've been in business for 25 years and I've got all this experience on these awards and blah, 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 blah. And it's simply a matter of, and there's even a strategy around this called short, um, short, um, personal and expecting reply. So most emails are long, they're impersonal and they don't expect a reply. So flip that around, make them short, make them personal, expecting a reply. Hey Tim, just wanted to see, are you looking for more customers right now? Question mark. Dale. That's it. One I, line. I love it. One I, line. I love that. It's the nine word email. Yeah. That's it's right. So I sent one today. Yeah. In fact, I sent it before you came in. So yeah. I'm quite excited because it's actually with a potentially big partner. <laughs> nice. So I'm quite. I'm excited to see whether this Beautiful. person bites. So very short one line email. Are you looking for more customers right now? Question mark. Yep. And the person's they're probably going to be confused. That's totally fine. They're going to say, "Well, why do you ask?" Or they're going to say, "What do you have in mind?" They're going to reply. Or they're going to reply. Yeah, they just can't not reply <laughs> yeah, to an like, email ah, like that. How can I not? And then that? you would say something along the lines of that. Um, yeah, so they reply back and say, yes, I'm looking for more customers right now. And you go, tell me more. got ya. <laughs> 
And then you would probably say something along the lines of, you know, can I ask, can I ask, can you tell me a little bit more about your customers and the, the type of customers that you're looking for, question mark. And once they get back a second reply, then your reply to them is, is look, Tim, rather than going backwards and forwards on email, oh. how about we make it time to have a quick chat on the phone? Gotcha. So, and after they've replied, they can't not reply to that email because it's like now they know that <laughs> I actually have replied yeah. so I can't kind of just <laughs> yeah, pretend yeah, I didn't get the yeah. email or it's the wrong address yeah. uh, so now they have to have that conversation so that's another strategy Genius. as well. Another like one, one is go to trade shows yep. the reason why is because companies oftentimes invest you know five grand to yeah, go to a trade yeah. show and they don't they pop, oftentimes have some of their heavy hitters there as well so oftentimes there are representatives from the marketing teams kind of there and you might just go and My have a My first chat. ever sponsor of this show I went to a tra- I went to a small business trade show. Yep. Um, I identified Net Registry as having the best stand in this expo. They'd spent a lot of time, effort, money. They just stood out, and I went up. I met the marketing manager, and they were with me for four years. Mm. So you know, like. Uh, it's a great one. I like yeah. it. I like Expos. Um, so another one is which strategy, which is like lumpy mail or um, shock and awe packs or things like this. We send something physically in the Love mail. Love it. So over the years, uh, there was one potential uh, person that I went on his LinkedIn profile and found out he's a mad rugby fan. So I got the latest Australian rugby jersey, and uh, oh wow, you know, it cost me 150 bucks. But again, that relationship has turned into. What, tens of thousands of dollars. So uh, oh, that was yeah, well worth I like it. That. Um, I've also heard of people that have actually sent them, sent people a shoe, just one shoe in the mail. And there's a, with a little card saying, hey, now I've got one foot in the door. How about you allow me to get my other foot in the door? I love this. About this. Um, I've had people that delivered, uh, I haven't done this personally, but one of my clients delivered like a fishbowl and it was something like, um, you know, if you're going fishing and you don't have any bait, then, you know, so it was something along this right. kind of analogy of, uh, of um, the, the, the angle he came up with. Um, another one which has been really good as well, Shock and All Pack, and this is really cool. I think it's called Budsy. And basically what I could do is take a photo of you on my phone and I could send it to a company that will make a doll of you. And it costs around about 100 bucks. Stop it. So it's a doll of you and then I could put it in a box oh and I God. could send it to you. And uh, you would go, oh my god! Oh my god! And you're going to pick up the phone, and guaranteed, you're going to give me a call back. Budzy. Yeah, Budzy. Australian. It's an American company, and I'm waiting to find someone in Australia. If someone's out there that wants a business idea, oh, I will send you man. hundreds of clients. If you can make dolls of uh, selfie photo, get their LinkedIn photo, uh, send it to them, and they will make a doll. Uh, based yeah, on your it. face. Shock and awe. It's amazing. So that's a shock and awe pack. Okay. So you've got the uh, phone call, pick up the phone. You've got short, sharp, expecting reply email, the one-line email. Um, you've also got going along to trade shows as well. You've got the shock and awe pack, uh, which can be really good. Or the other thing that you could do as well, which I know you've used many, many times, is to become a content producer, launch your own podcast mm. or have your own digital magazine yeah. and call them up and say, hey, I'd like to interview, interview you for the magazine. And uh, that is a great way to, you know, cut through all of the gatekeepers and you then have half an hour of time where you, you really do a good job in adding value. And then at the end, they're going to be curious, who are you? Tell me more about your business. And now, you know, you go, well, let's catch up and let's talk a bit about how we can help each other. I could talk about that for a long time, Dale. Yep. I won't. But suffice to say, the email subject line and interview request dot, dot, dot gets opened and responded to 100% of the time. Yep. Because we want we like to talk about ourselves. Totally. Right? Yep. And I'd never started this podcast as a way of getting in the door, but it's got me in the door, mm-hmm. right? I mean, look at you sitting in front of the, the great man, hey? <laughs> I, you know, I'm honoured. So, okay, uh, five, that's, we've got five ways of getting uh, getting in front, getting past the Doberman yes. and making contact. We've spoken about, because there's two parts to that. There's the medium, which is shock and awe or phone call or email. There's the message in there as well. Now, you touched on that because it's like, do you want more clients? Or we just go straight for the jugular and say, hey, listen, uh, you have you and I share similar clients, but we're not competitive. Yep. But just have, have your pitch right. And we've spoken yep. a lot about pitch on this show I've totally. had um, what was his name Oren Cleff or yep. is it yep. uh, yeah the pitch guy so it, very important and again um, and I struggle with this like don't be verbose mm. like less is more yep 
and I'll shut up now. Yeah. Step six. Okay, step six. <laughs> step six is what I call do the dance. Oh, and yeah. and this is whereby there is no at this point you're having a you know a coffee with them or you're chatting with them further on the phone. You're a scheduled meeting and now you're kind of trying to work out how we could put a deal together. So normally at this point, what I find is it's all about doing it's just asking questions and it's just about showing interest. And so you know why we're having this conversation because you know we there we we both share clients, um, but we're not directly competing and we're going to see what we can do to help each other grow. So I'd then be going to question mode and I'd just starting to be asking questions. So things like, tell me a bit more about your business. How did you get into that? You know, what are some of your goals over the next 12 months? Um, what are your most effective ways to get customers? Um, have you done any partnerships or strategic alliances before? They might say, yeah, I've done a whole bunch of them. They're great. Or they might say, never done them before. So they might need to be educated a little bit. Um, another thing I, I oftentimes ask is what would really help you Can right I just now. pause there? That's interesting. Um, educating yep. a potential partner on partnerships because they might not know this strategy. They so may you not. could actually come clean and go, you know what we're, I'm doing here? Let, let yeah. me explain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, in fact, can we just play this podcast episode and then we'll talk <laughs> after that? Exactly. But that's interesting. So, you know, you don't assume that your ideal partner knows the, how yeah. powerful a strategy this is. Yeah, exactly. And this is, it's a really good one for me, question to ask to get a bit of a, a gauge of where they're at. So if you have done any partnerships before, on one end of the spectrum, they're going to go, what's that? Never heard of them. And on the other end, there's like, yeah, I've got like, we've got tracking links set up and I can, you can go online and you can register and they're someone that's got it all kind of figured out. Yeah, and wow. They're like, you know, my hardcore affiliate marketing and all that stuff. But there's some sort of people in the middle that go, yeah, I've done a couple of those over the, over the years. And then I'll just say, well, what happened with them? or how did they go or what worked and what didn't work about mm-hmm. those partnerships. So I just become like a bit of a detective, just asking questions and really showing genuine um, interest. Then I would start to sort of go fishing a little bit and start to ask some more direct questions like, do you have a database? And um, how many people do you have on the database, if you don't mind me asking? What system is it currently in? What do you use? Do you use MailChimp? Do you use, you know, Infusionsoft or ActiveCampaign? You know, what sort of system do you use? I'm kind of starting to think about now, is this person going to be able to send an email? Mm. Like, you know, you go to some accountants and they're like, Oh, I don't have a, don't have a database. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, how hey, are you running yeah. a business? I send them a, a Christmas card once a year. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> here we go. You know, so we now have to think differently around, yep. around what we can do there. How often do you communicate with them? If they kind of go, oh, I'll communicate with them once a year, I'm kind of like the likelihood of them just sending out an email out of the blue and going, hey, by the way, this guy's really great, is probably going to be a big ask because they just they, they don't understand the importance of communicating with their customers. But if they're like, oh, look, we communicate with our customers every week and we're always looking for you know useful information to share, then I can probably go, okay, we might be able to get an article in there or maybe they can do some type of, hey, here's a great report or get two, two chapters of uh, Tim's latest book or something along those mm-hmm. lines. Um, and then oftentimes I would say that another question I ask is, when was the last time you gave your customers a gift? Hmm. And they'll probably say, uh, never. <laughs> yeah. Great. What, would you, what, would you, what do you think they would think if when they purchased a product from you, you said, here's a $20 gift voucher to our friends down the road that do X, Y, Z, and they do a really fantastic job, and here's $20 that are on us. What, what, what do you think they'd say? Well, they'd probably say, well, it's awesome or fantastic or mm. thank you. Thank you. Mm. Great. Well, how about we did something like that where we actually gave every single person that bought from you a $20 gift voucher to say thanks. Um, so this is whereby uh, I'll ask that question. When was the last time you gave them a gift and then what would you think your customers would, would say? So what we're sort of doing is, is painting a picture or building that kind of future around um, them actually seeing this as a great opportunity. And then they're not just doing it because they have to, but they're doing it because they generally are helping their clients or they're giving them something of value. Hmm. Um, and another thing is, is then I'd ask, how would you like me to add value back to you in return? Um, and then where would you like to go from here? You know, that's a good kind of question. So really, yeah, well, I think we should formalize something or I think that we should, you know, just get this set up or, and then they will kind of inevitably sort of ask me, so what, what were you looking for? And then I'll start with, you know, number one, you know, what's going to do the best for me could be this. And number two would be this, number three, number four. I wouldn't go through them all at once, mm-hmm. but I'd, I'd sort of go with the one that I know that's going to add the most amount of value to me. Because if they go, sure, I'm happy to do that, then great. We've got a kind of a deal and I've been finding out what's important to them and what would make a difference. And so that's what I'd say, how about I run a webinar for you? 
you once a month in exchange for you know you doing this or how about I give a gift with purchase in exchange for this uh, I'll send an email out to your to, to my database if you can give every client a $20 gift voucher so what we're basically trying to do is I've got one, on one side I've got a list of what I want on the other side I've got what am I prepared to give and what I'm trying to do is create a match Love whereby it. you know it might be number two for number four or number one for number three and that's the dance and yep. that can be done well face to face ideally but it yep. can be done over the phone over Skype yep. however way it's going to be most efficient right? exactly so that's okay. where we, we you would yeah find find something that's going to go yep that'll add value to me and I go yeah that'll add value to me and then go well let's trial it for three months and see how it works and mm-hmm. if it works well then you know kind of like draft up a kind of agreement and we might run it for longer maybe 12 months and then we'll review after that how does that sound Gotcha. So number then seven is basically seal seal the deal. So after you've done the dance, then we come up with an agreement. And normally it's just simply a matter of, I'm, look, I'm going to go back to the office, Tim, I'm going to type it up and I'll write down very clearly, this is what I'm prepared to do and this is what you're prepared to do mm-hmm. over what period of time. And if we just uh, hold our both of our ends of the bargain, I think this would really work for us. How do you think? What do you think? Yep, sure, great. So I go back, I type it up, very, very simple. Don't need to go to the lawyers or anything like that. Just here's what I'm prepared to do, here's what you're prepared to do and let's review it in three months' time. And if it works, we'll kind of... Uh, expand it um, or we'll we'll just keep doing it for longer. <laughs> so that's uh, number Partnership seven. Partnership locked. Seal, locked and loaded. Seal the deal, yeah. And then you just go... Great. Now that that's the work, so then I'll go and do another partnership with someone else, another partnership with someone else. So if you could sort of try to get one partner, if, you, if you, one of the actions was just try to get one partner a month, then after 12 months you'd have 12 partners. And if they were sending you five clients a week, not a huge amount, but if you had 10 businesses, that's 50 new clients a week that is just flowing through. Um, the phone's ringing, emails are coming in. These are what I talk about building a pipeline. You don't have to go, oh, gee, I need more customers. i got to go out there crank the marketing engine mm-hmm. up. You should just be having a flow of clients coming in on a regular basis. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Seven steps to highly profitable partnerships. You have got a 52ways.biz event tomorrow in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. You've done, this will be the third or the fourth in... Yeah, around the, the country. We've done the country. Adelaide and Perth and then we've got Sydney, Melbourne, so Brisbane as well. What stood out for you? Has there been an aha moment where you've been up on stage, someone's asked a question or you've shared something where you've gone, yeah, that landed. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's lots of points that kind of land. I think what... Because you've been doing this for a while, right? I've been doing it for, yeah, nearly 10 years that I've been running workshops and events for, for business owners and I've kind of been, you know, banging on for a long time talking around <laughs> how, uh, like I remember talking about Facebook when it was like only 18 months old, wow. you know, talking about uh, social media, the rise of social media and what is it and why it's important. You know, even things like, uh, you know, Google AdWords when they first came online as well. Um, so I was an early adopter of all this technology and I found that a lot of people were still just not really you know, trusting these new kind of uh, mediums. But I saw recently that uh, between Facebook and Google, they now control 85% of all online advertising spend Mm. is between two companies. Uh, And so if you want to stay relevant to your customers in the future, everything's moving and a lot of it's from offline to online, you know, and if you're not embracing things like Facebook and Google and many of these other tools, you're really going to get left behind. So mm. I think people, I don't really have to try as hard anymore in convincing people about why they need to get on board the digital revolution, why they need to start using more modern forms of marketing, you know, because uh, people are feeling it. They're just knowing the phone's not ringing yeah, or there's I just not that. enough people kind of uh, coming through the doors anymore uh, and they need, they know that they they got to do something different. So people are, you know, coming there going, all right, <laughs> I'm ready now. Yeah, that's right. It's, you're no longer having to shove it down their throat, but mm. you are having to. St- they know they haven't necessarily taken action. It's interesting. Yeah. It's still like it's like when I talk about podcasting to an audience. They, they're now most of them have heard of the term podcasting. Most have listened to a podcast. Yeah. Then the numbers get smaller as to someone who's subscribed to a podcast ongoing. But it's changing, and and most know that hey, this is a valid medium, and maybe even as a business owner, I should podcast. Yeah. And, and that goes for any other social media channel. It's a, it's a changing world, hey. It is. Hey Dale, thanks for joining us again. Thanks mate. so much, I, Tim. I love talking to you, and it's. It's practical stuff, you know, like people can now hit stop and go and send like a rugby jumper or yeah. a, um, what was it called? A, 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 a budsy. <laughs> hey, I'm going to go and find yeah, that. Yeah. Love it. Thanks, buddy. Thanks so much. Well, there you go, team. Business Blueprints and 52ways.bizzes, Dale Beaumont. Now, are you feeling overwhelmed? Well, don't be. That's why we broke this chat up into seven steps. 
So just like start at the start and work your way through because it is such a very, very good marketing strategy is partnerships. Coming up, I share my top three attention grabbers from that fireside chat with Dale. Plus, I'll give you a sneak peek into next week's guest. But speaking of overwhelm, is it time you outsourced some tasks to the Philippines? I think so. Support for this show comes from Cornerstone, an Aussie-owned, family-run offshoring business based in the Philippines. You know, one of the great fears business owners have about offshoring is whether the people are suitably qualified, which may be a little unfounded. I asked Cheska, Cornerstone's marketing manager, to share her background. I was a consistent university um, scholar. I was a president's lister and a consistent college scholar as well. So I graduated magna cum laude. And, um, That's where the high five runs. Yeah, I know. You've been waiting for that, Tim. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a build-up. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I graduated magna cum laude and I ranked second in the whole university. Cornerstone where the idea of employing someone smarter than yourself is not just encouraged, but welcomed with open arms. Start working smarter now and employ a virtual marketing assistant. Visit cornerstonebusinesssolutions.com.au or give them a call on 02-9083-6689 and tell them Timbo sent you. I do like those Cornerstone ads. Okay, my top three attention grabbers from my chat with Dale Beaumont from Business Blueprint, thanks to 52ways.biz and Cornerstone. Attention grabber number one, budsies. (laughs) I love the idea of budsies. Dale showed me a photo of the one he'd been sent and it just looked exactly like him. It's brilliant. Sending someone one of these is a great way to get their attention. What did Dale call the tactic? A shock and awe package, I think it was. That's a good strategy in itself. Feel free to send me one, P.O. Box 989, Mount Eliza, 3930. Attention grabber number two, get clear on what you have to give before you put your hand out for the ask. Now, this is pretty much true of anything in life, right? Gary Vaynerchuk uh, also talks about it at length in his seminal book on social media called Jab, 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 Right Hook. Um, Jab being a give and the right hook being the ask. And you've got to give a lot more jabs than you do right hooks. Attention grabber number three, the power of partnerships. You know, in my experience, this is a very, very underutilised marketing strategy, yet one that has the potential for such a big impact on your business's growth. So if you liked what Dale had to share, then please, 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 please implement it and let me know how it goes for your business. Hey, what grabbed your attention? Let me know. Smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 369 is where you do that. Well, just when you thought we'd finished with Dale Beaumont for the minute, think again, because it's time for him to make your life a whole lot easier. Life just got a whole lot easier. Hi, it's Dale Beaumont here from 52ways.biz, the best one-day business workshop ever with another productivity tool, to make your business life a whole lot easier. So the tool I have to share with you today is called Upwork. Upwork is a crowdsourcing tool where you can get jobs done by people from all over the world. Now, the way that these sites work, uh, they work like a reverse auction. So rather than bidding the price up, people actually bid the price down. So what am I actually talking about? Well, what you need to do is go there, set up an account. Once you've done that, you can then start posting jobs. So jobs could be anything from designing a logo to getting some copy written, maybe designing a PDF document or hundreds of other things. You can find out a lot more suggestions on the website itself. Once you then post your job, candidates, workers, freelancers from all around the world will bid on your project. But like I said, rather than bidding the price up, they bid the price down. Then you can select a person that you feel comfortable with. You can check out their references. You can check out their experience. There's also star ratings as well. And then if you like them, you can give them the job. That money then sits in a holding account and when they've completed the job, 
then the money gets released. That's a little overview around Upwork. If you'd like to find out more, then come to one of our live events. There you go. I told you life would get a whole lot easier. This has been Dale Beaumont from 52ways.biz. Now, back to you, Timbo. <sighs> life just got a whole lot easier. Hey, thanks, Dale. Upwork is a great way to dip your toe into the amazing world of outsourcing or, if you already are, to get a whole lot of marketing done without spending a fortune. Hey, if you're loving the productivity tools Dale's sharing, then you're going to love his upcoming live events, which are touring around Australia and New Zealand over the coming months. Eight hours, solid, business building gold, great opportunity to network with like-minded people. It's just a bloody good day out. You can grab a free ticket for you and a mate over at 52ways.biz. That almost wraps up another episode of the Small Business Big Marketing Show, but there is plenty of marketing gold coming your way in the weeks ahead, including a chat with a woman who's building a shoe empire in the middle of nowhere. But it's not just any any shoe empire, I've got to tell you. More on her next week. Recently, I had a fireside chat with digital nomad Mark Phillips. He and his wife, Linda, run two six-figure businesses, yet have no fixed address, live in a tent, and stay nowhere longer than a week or so. As a result, Mark says the quality of his work output has never been better. I'm more more happy with what I'm delivering. I'm discovering my own creativity is bringing forward opportunities that I wasn't seeing a few years ago, and my clients haven't seen them. Oh, that was a lot of fun, that interview. They really are living an amazing life as they travel the world and build those six-figure businesses. Hey, I'd love to hear from you. Email me, tim at timreed.com.au. Just say hi, feedback, comment. Maybe there's someone you'd love me to interview. Maybe you'd like to appear on the show. Pitch me. I don't know. Hit me up on Twitter at TimboReed. Join the Small Business Big Marketing Facebook page. Just there's lots of ways to connect. Let's do that. Hey, be sure to grab your free seat at Dale Beaumont's 52 Ways event. It's a ripper. Plus, if, you do, if your to-do list is freaking you out, then it's time to start building that team in the Philippines. So give Cornerstone's David Warner buzz on 02-9037-8275 or visit cornerstonebusinesssolutions.com.au. If you love the small business big marketing show, then let other business owners know about it. Grab their phone, download it, into their podcast app, hit play, plug the phones in, pat them on the head, send them on their way. Until next week, I am Timbo Reed. always have been, always will be. Thanks for tuning in. May your marketing be the best marketing. Bye for now.